1: Happy Friday, Hokey Nation. We appreciate you spending your afternoon with us. Giovanni Heater, joined alongside Nick Brown with you. Coming to you from the Corporate Research Center right here in Blacksburg, Virginia. Our final show of the week, we're talking Virginia Tech men's and women's basketball. Men's before the break, women's after the break. We got you. Coming up next, TSL Today on a Friday. Friday, December 2nd, and uh, no matter which way you look at it, it's getting to be Christmas time here uh, in Blacksburg and across the country, so very excited about that. And uh, that means it's prime time for basketball season as well as we gear towards the end of the non-conference, start to head into conference play. Virginia Tech opens up ACC play against the North Carolina Tar Heels on Sunday inside Castle Coliseum. Everybody's juice for this basketball game. We're going to get into it, but first let's preface it with the fact that uh, at halftime, they've officially announced that they will be uh, honoring the Virginia Tech football seniors inside Castle Coliseum. You know, as much as we'd love to be in Lane Stadium and get the true senior day effect, it's still beautiful that they are going to do that for them.
0: Yeah, and it'll be good. Uh, It's really a darn shame that Dax Holifield won't have a senior day. Uh, and in his career, Virginia tech, but, uh, it'll be good. It'll be a juiced environment. Everybody, uh, will be happy to see him again and, um, and to send him off. Uh, it'll be different. And I know that they'll do it upright. I'm sure that they have something really special planned. So, uh, and I, I don't know what the previous halftime show, I'm sure it was one of the bigger ones planned, um, for the uh, halftime shows throughout the season since it was the one of the biggest games. What I think Red Panda was Duke, right? Yeah, that's okay. Duke or UVA. Okay. So fortunately, yeah, fortune we get we get to see Red Panda. But <laughs> uh um now I'm excited uh, and it'll be uh, it'll be good for them to go out there of course like you said it's not Lane Stadium but it's next best thing and it's a big game in Castle. It's not like playing Longwood or something, no offense to Longwood, but you're not UNC, so right. it'll, be a good, it'll be a good time.
1: Well, a massive three-game stretch coming up for the Hokies. They got North Carolina Sunday, and then they'll play Dayton at home inside Castle before going up to Brooklyn, returning to Brooklyn for the first time since winning that ACC championship, and they'll play Oklahoma State in the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame Invitational there, but uh, let's talk about this UNC matchup coming up on Sunday. 18th-ranked Tar Heels, but they have – suffered a loss since then in fact they've lost three in a row these were the top ranked dogs in the country coming into this season and they've kind of fallen off the map a little bit here nick
0: yeah they're a shell of their former selves from a year ago they got to the national championship they were the eight seed so they didn't have a stellar regular season but they still got to the national championship i mean that's pretty good Incredible. Yeah. second best team in the country at the end of the year um but uh yeah it's you can make excuses for all three losses. Iowa State—they have a good chance of making the uh, the tournament. I think they're six and zero. I'm looking at the Ken Palm right now. Um, yes, they're another six and one, uh, but still, that's a halfway decent team. Uh, still, you know, upper level Big Twelve squad. Uh, and then they lost to Alabama in four overtimes at that point. Like, when I saw it, they dropped to 18. I was like, are you kidding me, man? Because yeah. that, I mean, at that point, that's a tie well, in American sports. Four overtimes, really?
1: Right, but but that was two losses in a row. Yeah. So that that's if it was just the Alabama game, I'd say, yeah, maybe they stay in the top ten. But when yeah. you lose two in a row and Iowa State wasn't ranked.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then Indiana, I mean, Indiana's the real deal. They're eighth in the Ken Palm. They're 7-0. They're a top ten team for sure. And you go in, you can't go into Hoosier land. And, you know, that's one of the, I think, one of the toughest environments to play. It's a massive arena. First off, it fits a bazillion people, but they're all on top of you, That the way that building's built. Uh, so that is such a tough, tough environment to win in. Um, you see a lot of great teams go to die there. Uh, so, I mean, all three of those losses, I mean, the Iowa State's probably the worst loss mm-hmm. Um but Alabama won, come on, four overtimes. Like, and Alabama's good. They're top 10 in the – or top 15 in the Ken Palm. And it, it's – I don't know. It just sucks that we don't get to see a number one North Carolina rolling to Tech. But, hey, it is what it is. And now the scariest part for Virginia Tech fans is that uh, North Carolina doesn't want to lose four games in a row. And North Carolina fans don't expect their team to lose four games in a row. So they're not going to want to lose this game at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Iowa State now is ranked 23rd in the country. So all three losses for the Tar Heels are to AP ranked Top teams. 25 teams. So um, – In some ways, you can tip your cap. Very, very unexpected to see them, though, uh, drop three straight. Three o'clock tip-off. It's going to be on the ACC Network here on Sunday. It's an orange-out game, so be sure to wear your orange uh, hokey apparel. Nick, let's talk about this uh, Virginia Tech team first and break down some of the stats here. Sean Padula has been an absolute stud, averaging 17 points a game. He's also shooting the ball at 51% from the field, 37% from the the on-the-arc. You Can't really ask for more out of your start.
0: Now nah, he's the real freaking deal, man. I mean, only five points a game, I think, last year, but he didn't play, right. you know. And then the last 10 games of the season, I think he was averaging over eight or nine or something like that, floating around that range. He's the real deal. Man is so calm and, uh, and collected in it throughout the games. And he's just, uh, he's fun to watch. I mean, he is electrifying. And it's really something, you know, Storm Murphy, I know he attacked the paint, um, but before that, we had Wabisa Beattie, and Beattie, good defender, good assist man, but he did not attack the paint. Padula is probably the best driving point guard Virginia Tech has had since Justin Robinson, and before that, Eric Green and Malcolm Delaney. So it's been eh, – and Seth Allen was pretty good too, but uh, but he's fearless. I mean, what he, he's – He's listed as six one, but he doesn't look six no, one in person. No. But he's put on some serious I, muscle. Oh, he is Jack. Don't get me wrong. I'm. I mean, I'm five seven, and I look at him. I'm like, dude, you are not six inches <laughs> taller than me. Sorry, but you're just not. Um, but he is fearless. He'll go in there, and and when he gets a big to switch on him, that is the most fun because he can put those guys on skates and has them looking anywhere. So, uh, yeah, he's awesome. And I, if he. I would think he would happen to stay in the next two years, barring any other circumstances. If he stays the next two years, this dude's going to be a superstar.
1: Grant Bazili and Hunter Couture both shooting north of 42% from beyond the arc. You can't ask for more in that department either. I mean, you got no. two guys shooting the ball that well. from, and, and it's not like these are small sample sizes to go by either. They're shooting in a plentiful supply. Yeah, Bazili's attempted the most threes on the team, man. <laughs>
0: He's knocking home over 40%, and he's, what, 6'7", six, 6'8"? Six, six, I mean, he's, he's awesome. Uh, and I was really impressed uh, against Minnesota. He was horrible on defense uh, against Charleston Southern. Like, just, it, I, like, I'm sorry, it was not good. Uh, and he really turned it around, uh, got four blocks, had an insane. Impressive blocks. Yeah. One really insane rejection where he turned away a two-hand stuff. Um, so that was good. And you know, it's weird cause he hasn't played well all season, but he averages about two blocks a game. And that's because he, he's really good at recovery. And Mike Young has pointed it out. You know, he's not the best on ball defender, but he is really good helping inside. So if someone beats their man, he's there to the block to help with them. And if he gets beat, he is really good at recovering and sending that thing off the backboard or just catching up and stopping him. So, um, uh, Yeah, he's got strengths and weaknesses, and he still has to work on a lot of stuff on defense side, but I was really proud of him and is his best rebounding performance since the second and first game of the year.
1: How about this North Carolina Tar Heels team still loaded with talent? Like we said, this is a team that played for a national championship a year year ago, and it's pretty much the same exact team with the addition of Pete Nance for the most part. Uh, Armando Bacot averaging a double, double 16 points and 11 rebounds. What else is new? Caleb love leading scorer with 19 points. This team is uh, shooting the ball at 45% from the field, 30% from beyond the arc. So numbers not as good as tech in that regard, Uh, but, This team is very, very loaded. They are the third-best offense statistically in the ACC, averaging 80 points a game. Tech is fourth, one step below, but averaging a whole four points last at uh, 76.8 points per game. The one thing that separates these two teams, and this is very interesting to me, uh, Virginia Tech is the fourth-best defense in the conference, averaging 64 points a game allowed. On the other side, North Carolina is second to worst. Uh, the only team worse than them is Florida State, 15th in the conference. North Carolina is 14th. They're averaging 75 points per game. And let's look at some of these. Allowed, teams.
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah allowed. let's look at some of these teams they've given up points to. They gave up 89 or 81 to Portland. 64 to James Madison, 66 to Gardner Webb, okay, 86 to College of Charleston, which they won 102 to 86. That's insane. The track meet, and they gave up 56 to UNC Wilmington, still good, but they have not blown anybody out of the water. I mean, it is it. it besides College of Charleston, they have not dominated Gardner Webb had the lead late in the second half.
1: College of Charleston was very College much of in Charleston that game. Yeah. With
0: about eight minutes to go, was leading. You know, Portland was up the majority of that game. Uh, so that's you know, it also helps. You know, the, the, when, the when you give overtimes, up when yeah. you also give up 101 points, but yeah, this defense isn't good. in their offense, man, it's struggling. Like, yes, they put up points, but I think it's just it's so much ISO ball. When you watch it, it's just a lot of guys just going one on one. They are. 205th in the country in assist-to-turnover ratio. And this is really bad. If you average under one assist per turnover, that means you're averaging more turnovers than you are assist. They're averaging a .97 ratio. That is not good. In comparison, your Hokies, Virginia Tech, is near the top in the country uh, in the best... uh, assist-to-turnover ratio at number nine, averaging 1.65, almost a whole point or one more assist ahead of them. And then their assist numbers, too, are bad, 302nd in assists per games at 11.4. 302nd. So they don't pass well. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech, if I can pull it up, they were up there, too, and then they dropped it because they didn't do a lot of assists against Minnesota. This was a... But... Point is Virginia Tech and, uh, and North Carolina are not similar at all when it comes to uh, yeah Virginia Tech sitting at a hundred uh, something but fourteen point six like it's three or more three or four more assists per uh, turnovers so uh, per assist uh, over uh, North Carolina per game so point is North Carolina does not pass the ball it's a lot of ISO um, and if you shut down Kale Bluff R J Davis and Baycott you're gonna win I mean it's It's that simple. And like that's tall tasks, but they have no bench, really hardly any bench. Um and Baycott, he was in and out of the Indiana game with a shoulder injury really banged up. RJ Davis and um Caleb Love just shooting very poorly from the uh from the field, so I don't know what happened in the offseason. I'm going to be honest with you. Right. <laughs> it's I really don't know how North Carolina last year was a really fun team to watch, great team, and now all of a sudden they are just iso ball, no passing, jacking up, terrible shots. I mean, I, I, I just I don't know.
1: Well, the uh, Vegas odds are not out yet as far as the betting spread, so you can't necessarily say that Tech is favored at home in front of a sellout crowd, but – ESPN's uh, metrics say that they have a 56.3% chance it to win. It was a
0: 65.
1: Yes, yeah, so they are uh, predicting uh, Virginia Tech to win this game as far as ESPN goes. Nick, your final thoughts on this game as we wrap things up, and uh, let's get a score prediction from you as well.
0: Just wear orange. Um, be loud. It'll be a fun game. I mean, it'll be back and forth. Uh, you're going to see a lot of star power possibly a lot of nba players so <laughs> go ahead and see it I mean, north carolina they're always gonna have nba players so if, uh, if you can get a ticket go for it man um, and the football players of course too i think north carolina wins i'm not gonna lie they're not gonna lose four straight and that's i i love virginia tech and i really hope they win but i just don't think hubert davis is gonna allow them to lose four straight games i think they get an eight point win something like that probably 74 i hate doing exact scores in basketball like 74 66 is just a guess but i think they win by eight
1: i'm so torn on this one honestly i would rather have unc won like against indiana or something because then i actually would have thought tech like the the whole three straight losses it's like there's no way they lose a law of averages yeah chris coleman says so (laughs) uh I'll defy the law of averages though. I still think things aren't clicking. I think when they do click, it'll be in front of a UNC home crowd, hard to get things to click on the road in front of yeah. a hostile crowd. I'll say tech wins it. Um, <clears throat> in order to do it, they're going to have to have one of their better days shooting the ball though, which tech has not done the last couple of games against lesser quality opponents. Um, I'll say tech wins at 75 to 75, 73, mm-hmm. two point win for tech. Uh, just how I'm feeling. But, uh, Anyways, let's uh, step aside. Uh, When we come back, some crazy stuff on women's basketball. You're not going to believe what happened last night. One of the greatest individual performances in program history. Coming up after the break. Welcome back here on TSL Today. It's a Friday. Giovanna Heater joined alongside Nick Brown with you. Well, before the break, I went ahead and told you about an incredible performance. One of the best in program history out of a single individual on the Virginia Tech women's basketball team. Nick, that individual, Georgia Amor, records the first triple-double in Virginia Tech women's basketball history. She goes out there, 24 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, and when she got that final rebound with about a minute left to go in the ballgame castle went absolutely ballistic it was in front of the largest student crowd in the kenny brooks era at castle coliseum what a night what a performance a whole lot of fun and she did it against a power five opponent as well
0: yeah virginia tech was favored by 15 or 16 i think it's 15 i don't know one of the two and they beat him by 31 that's crazy,
1: and they in Nebraska was top twenty five coming into the season. Preseason ranked number twenty three, so this was
0: a good opportunity to play. You know, uh, a, a team that was top twenty five, and while Virginia Tech just went the to town on them, it was a ten point game entering the fourth. I want to believe or thirteen or whatever, because they beat them thirty to twelve in the fourth, which is absurd. Um, and yeah, like you said, George Amor highlighted it twenty four points. I mean, it, it's. Only one assist to her 11 uh, or one turnover to her 11 assists, which is also wild to me. Um, She was two assists away from the record in a game uh, held by Shannette Hicks and Lisa Witherspoon. Witherspoon, sorry, uh, both very good point guards. Uh, And then Kitley, uh, you know, she did her thing. 24 points, 12 rebounds. uh, And she had a a double double really slow start also. uh, And she finished with 24. I mean, it's, this team is so good. And then, of course, uh, Taylor Soul had her best performance in a Hokies jersey 18 points, uh, five boards with that, uh, and two for two from the three point land. She'd struggled shooting by the arc a little bit to start the season, a little timid, but she knocked home two wide open threes that looked really, really good. Um, the only concern, Ashley, well, I guess it was a concern and a good thing. Virginia Tech won by 31 without Kayana Trailer. She was sick for the game. She'll be fine. She'll, She'll be, be back good. for Tennessee. Um, so she was out so that was your second leading score entering last night oh, Yeah. Uh, and then Ashley Owusu midway through the second quarter or the first quarter one of the two uh she left with a hand injury she's went to a, or she is going to a hand specialist today the day after uh not sure what it is um, from what i heard it was a cut yeah, on her hand because it was weird because she went right up to a an official and they ca- like stopped the game and nebraska had the ball and the only time that the uh, refs will stop a game when you're on defense and like you're you're say you're injured and you're on defense the only time they will stop it is if you're bleeding cuz they don't want blood being passed around left and right um so and if they see any blood they stop the game immediately no matter what's going on so that's that the way that happened i think you're right um but <clears throat> they did still say in the post game presser she was going to go to a hand specialist which you worry hopefully isn't anything different but uh still without uh, and all, former All-American and your second best, you know, second leading scorer, you 30-piece uh, power five preseason top 25 team. I mean, holy cow. Yeah. Um, I think this game proves that Virginia Tech has moved up from the good conversation, like the upper level of college basketball, to the next upper echelon where there is just a select group of five to six teams. And I I, I think if Virginia Tech rolls into Tennessee beats Tennessee by 10 plus they'll be top five I really think with this performance and plus two teams in front of them lost Uh, so they're guaranteed to jump up at least two but man this team's good
1: they are they are scary, scary, scary good. Coming up uh, for the Virginia Tech women's side of things, it's Nebraska. Let's take a look at uh, how they stack up in the ACC. Offensively, Virginia Tech is fourth in the conference, averaging 82 points a game. NC State, Florida State, and Notre Dame are ahead of them. Notre Dame averages 87 a game. Virginia Tech is the best defense in the conference, allowing only 46 points per game. And nobody's better than them. So it's incredible to be so high up on the offensive side and number one on the defensive side. They also uh, have the largest winning margin. They're winning games by get this, Nick, an average of 36 points a game. Like, that's unbelievable. They're just blowing everybody out of the water. And they haven't played. I mean, they played Kentucky, Missouri, Nebraska, all solid teams that are power five.
0: It's just on ramp. Former SEC champ, last year's SEC champs. Yeah, Should have beaten them by like 20, had like a 26-point lead, but uh, let Kentucky get into it. Kenny Brooks talked about that, how um, they allowed Kentucky to make that an interesting game. I think they only won by 10 or 8 or something. And then the next game against Missouri had another big lead, but kept it a little bit in check. Uh, they left it around 20 at uh, the 16 range this game. They were up only 10 to 13 and then just hit the they gas station. 18 0 run. I mean, holy cow. Uh, and so it's, there's not much else to say, but this team is darn good. And if you don't go to games, like if you have the chance to go to games, and if you don't go, then you're just missing out on literally one of the best sport teams in Virginia Tech school history.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Let's just very, very briefly, uh, before we end things off on today's show, they got Tennessee next on the road. Then they're on the road in Chestnut Hill against Boston College. Following that, they'll play UNC Asheville uh, at at – castle coliseum then they'll play at notre dame or no that's going to be a home game against notre dame that is huge that's two top 10 teams in the country high point and then they really get into the acc schedule with clemson north carolina virginia circle on your calendars that notre dame game folks uh december 18th four o'clock tip inside uh castle coliseum that is going to be a special one
0: makes me sad that the students won't be here for it but uh it'll still be a good crowd everybody will know um uh, when uh to- that that's a big, big game. Uh, and if Virginia Tech beats Notre Dame, I mean, right now, I mean, Notre Dame and, um, oh, shoot, who else lost uh, in front of them in the AC Big Ten Challenge? Uh, um, UNC uh, lost. UNC got blown out by yeah. Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Indiana really had a field day against yeah. <laughs> <in this current laughs> big Ten it. Challenge. Yeah. But, uh, so, Virginia Tech will be the highest-ranked, Unless they lose to Tennessee, they are guaranteed to be the highest-ranked ACC team. Yeah, Louisville has three losses on the season. Somehow. And they were preseason picked to be first in the ACC, Tech second. I mean, how many times do you get to say Virginia Tech is going to win the ACC? Is like the favorites to win the ACC?
1: Not very often. Not very
0: often. So, I mean, it's And also another thing. Over the broadcast on ESPN2, they were talking about how this team... Is a legit final four contender. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's how? I mean, it's unbelievable. So, like I said, do not miss your chance to come to these games. I mean, it, I don't, yes, Virginia Tech might win by 40, and it might be not be the most exciting thing in the world, but you're seeing one of the best teams. You're seeing literally one of the best teams to ever go through Virginia Tech school.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up today on TSL today. Thanks so much for joining us on your Friday afternoon. Hope you enjoyed on your drive home or wherever you may be listening. We'll see you again on Monday. Enjoy a fantastic weekend of college basketball. The men's team is in action on Sunday at three o'clock inside Castle Coliseum against North Carolina. The women's team plays at one o'clock on the road in Knoxville against Tennessee. Special weekend for Virginia Tech basketball. For Nick Brown, Kyle Marshak behind the scenes. I'm Giovanni Heater. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Monday.